the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. is back in studio, my co-host for the Battle for 1600. We're not wearing earphones. We're not wearing headphones. It's weird, but We're it's just okay. relaxing. We're just re- and you are, su- you're like, tac- this is tactical baron. You're like, like, you're um, casual. Yes. yes. You, can, you can be, you know, serious, but also comfortable. I'm nimble for battle. You're ready. He's ready, ready for, battle. for battle. 39 days to go as we record this. I ca- How do we get here? What, hold on. We need to know. What number is this? Of episode? Of episode. 34. Four. <laughs> 34. That's so it's kind of forward. That's not bad. That's 34 not bad. is this week. What number is it going to be the day after President Trump wins well, going to be re-election? Four or five plus. So it's going to be. Let's look at it. For I'll tell you right now. 34, 35, 36, 37, 38, 39, 40. Nice number. That's a nice even nice number. <laughs> We're going to win. You're in a good mood. It's going to be great. I am in a good mood. I'm in a good mood. I'm in a good mood. I'm feeling great about things. I'm feeling great about the polls. Uh, you asked me what we should talk about today. Yes. You know something happened between last podcast and this one? What? Uh, Did I get another title? R- RBG. Oh. We forgot. You, we, we seriously, the, life is so insane. We didn't know what I thought to that talk. was like a year ago. <laughs> I know. It's in, insanity. Well, let, listen, we have to say this. God rest your soul. Right. Rest in peace. Uh, truly, a, 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 you know, a trailblazer in America. Completely disagree everything she did. <laughs> everything, all her positions, total disagreement. But I like what the president said. And, and I thought the president's response. That in spontaneous when they told him. Was, exactly. That was Donald Trump. That it, was the president. It, that's, the, that's the person we know. Yeah. Off the cuff. What an amazing life. Exactly. Whether you agreed or not, what an amazing it, life. Yeah, even the hand gestures, right away, it was, yeah. it, was, it was him. It was authentic. It was authentic. It was exactly who he is. He didn't need a teleprompter to tell him <laughs> what to say. Didn't need some staffer to write it. That's who he is. You know, the interesting thing about the world we live in is that there's known unknowns and un- unknown unknowns. Oh, you're going to go Rumsfeld on me now. You know? And, <laughs> and this was, an, I'd say, call it a known unknown, right? I mean, you, it, it was, you, you always think that something could happen in terms of the Supreme Court. Um, again, but, but three, three in the first term, that hasn't happened since Nixon, Boris. Is that you, right? I know you're the historian. Nixon was the last one 50 years ago who had three in his first term, and Reagan had three in his second term. Second term. Yeah. So, That's and, history. And Reagan, Reagan was Kennedy, O'Connor. O'Connor. And I think Kennedy's the one that appointed Rehnquist. And, and uh, Scalia. And Scalia. Scalia. And then, and then Rehnquist was elevated to be chief under Reagan. Uh, it's, it's a fascinating time. And if, if, if we do our part and he wins, he could get two more. That could be five. At this point, so... I mean, there are rumors that the great Clarence Thomas is ready to retire. There are right. rumors. Could be one more. 
I mean, for all you know, nobody expected Suter reti- to retire when he did. No. You know, Breyer, um, I mean, who else could leave? And how important is this that we don't have 4-4 after the election in the Supreme Cannot Court? Cannot be 4-4. Cannot be 4-4 after the election. It has to be. The, the court has to be. Jonathan Turley even said that. At the, full, the court has to be at full tilt. It has right, to be. Right. Because if it is not, that. Everything's that, deadlocked. It, everything's deadlocked. It's a, it's a huge problem. It's a huge problem. So, you know, Breyer could be next to leave. Leave healthy. Leave. Yes. That to, to, retire. To, to retire. Right. Um, but let's talk about what we have now. There's, you know, it's, it's, this was a momentous moment. And, and, and actually, I'll tell you a personal story. So you know, I'm Jewish, and, and Justice Ginsburg obviously was was Jewish. And I was at Rosh Hashanah Services on Friday uh, with, the Rabbi, New Year celebrations. with Rabbi Levi Shemtov over oh, at Chabad. I know yeah, Rabbi, Rabbi Shemtov. great. Yeah, yeah. Love Rabbi Shemtov. So who's a really true man of the cloth, wonderful, thoughtful, a, 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 really, a really interesting man with an interesting family story, too. His great-grandfather was the head rabbi of, I believe, then Petrograd. Wow. Uh, back, I think, in, 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 uh, in, uh, in pre-Soviet days. So I was there at Chabad right there. You know where it is by, uh, by DuPont Circle. And I have, an, I have an admission to make. I have a confession. I'm not Catholic. I have to confess Did to something. Did you have your phone on? I made a thing oh! on my phone. I made a thing on my phone during the services. Oh, no, Rabbi, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I picked up my phone, and it came across. And I was shocked. And they do say that for and this was Shabbat and Rosh Hashanah. Right. For a Jewish person to pass on Shabbat Rosh Hashanah, you're known as a tzaddik, which is a, a true person, a almost a... a and a holy person, a special person. Yes. So, and 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 we send our love to the family of Justice Ginsburg. And uh, did you see what that reformed synagogue in New York did? Something annoying. Uh, instead of reading the Torah, they read speeches by Bayt Ginsburg in in the synagogue. A, a woman and a man. Well, it, it was so I, a Jewish Orthodox friend sent it to me. As the <laughs> as the uh, you know as, as the co-chair of Jewish Voices for Trump. <laughs> I will t- something I'm honored to be an important person on Jewish outreach. Thank you. I will tell you that I'm focused on reaching out to to all denominations of Jews, uh, and full stop. We have amazing, amazing backing for the president from the Orthodox community. Strong from more than ninety percent. More than ninety percent strong from conservative. And I hope our friends from Reform, our, our friends from the Reform Jewish community, get sanity and stop doing things like that. And and understand that religion is not about politics. Reli- yeah. Religion is about something that's much bigger than politics. Religion is about something much bigger than the Supreme Court. You know that, uh, and, and you know, the, I, I believe, and I, you know, not as much of a religious scholar as you are, but I believe the first commandment is that I am your only God. No false idols. Um, and to me, reading it's weird. It's. It, I think the first commandment just was broke, but I don't know the specifics. I'm not going to judge. No, but, but as a Catholic, it would be like for me if I were a priest to be reading Ronald Reagan's speeches at mass, right, on Sunday. It's there, just you, inappropriate. You would get absolutely <laughs> tarred and feathered. And don't forget, church and state. Oh, the 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 the, 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 the you know the sacred cow of the left. Oh, church and state. What has the Supreme Court got to do with the temple? So <laughs> I'm going to send you the video. Send me the video. You keep talking. I'm send me the video. Send, send me the video. video. So send our condolences. Send our send our thoughts. But and we've got to have to the, nine fa- to the family of Justice Ginsburg with respect. You know, there's been the left has been pushing this narrative. Oh well, this she had a dying wish. The con- we have a constitution. We're not 
ruled in this country by dying wishes, by wills. Dying wishes is what is what the Soviet Union went on after after Vladimir Lenin died. There was this talk of Lenin's last letter and what was it? Dying yes. wishes. Who did he want to be the next the next ruler? And <clears throat> Joseph Stalin ended up killing everybody. So that's how I get, and that's what the left wants to do. You've seen. I, I presume you're familiar mm-hmm. with the Babylon Bee. Yes. Babylon B had this morning, uh, it's, a, it's a, a great article, Constitution to be replaced by list of Ginsburg's last wishes. Right. Well, it's, and, it's illogical. It's illogical. We are a country, we have a constitution, we have a rule of law, we have a structure, we have a system. We're not, we cannot be ruled by dying wishes that are, frankly, hearsay. Correct. So, and, and not only that, let's be clear, we played on the radio show America First two days ago, video of... Uh, Associate Justice Ginsburg in 2015 saying that a president is elected for four years per term and his presidential powers don't disappear in the fourth year. Right. He can nominate, he should and can nominate Supreme Court justice. And that's Beta Ginsburg. And listen, Obama nominated (laughs) Merrick Garland. He did it. He didn't have enough of a good relationship with the Senate, with the Republican Senate, to, to get it done. Back then, uh, back then, Majority Leader McConnell said it hasn't been since the 1880s that a Senate controlled by the opposing party, right. opposing party, considered a nominee by a lame duck president. This is totally different than what we have now. So these accusations of double standards on behalf of Mitch? They're just a total joke. President Trump is in his first term of two terms, I strongly believe, <laughs> as do you, of two terms. He's in the, the first term, and he's going to be nominating the justice, and we have to have the court at full clip. We have to have the court at, at, at nine justices. That's what it is. And you know what? We could, we're on the podcast. We could say this. This is just the left and the Democrats' usual bitching and moaning and whining. This is what they do. Oh, woe is us. We are bad at winning elections. The American people don't really like us. We have, we have crazy protesters who sit at tables with, with older people who are, who are having, trying to have dinner and enjoy themselves. That's and intimidating. And, and intimidating Americans. So BLM, Antifa, the Democrats, they're turning off Americans while wanting to scream and think that, that they're going to get their way. All right, Those was, two will never compute. So I wanted to have some fun with you. Um, but let's get serious because you've already gone there. I need your analysis on the next... 39 days as we record this. Oh, by the way, Eric, are you paying attention, Eric? As always. Good, because I have to share a little inside baseball. Eric is leaving the show because the administration needs him. That's, that's a good excuse. That, that is the only excuse we will accept, okay? Um, so I want to share that with all of our loyal listeners on the Battle for 1600. We wish you Godspeed. He'll be back. Don't worry. Um, I, want, I want to say something here. For a second, I do want to wish Eric Godspeed. Eric has been really tremendous to work with. He's a great Don't member. Don't say that. Go ahead. He's been a great member of your team, and he's a good young guy who's going to go really far. And I uh, and Eric, I, I want to wish you to keep that eagerness, yes. keep that excitement, and keep that strong support for the Trump agenda. God bless you. Make America great again. Okay, good. Now his head won't fit through the door, but never mind. Eric, I have one last request as your boss for the next 24 hours. Can you do something for me? 
Anything you ask. Oh, there you go. I like oh. that. Uh, we have a special request from one of our loyal listeners who texted me on our patreonmobile.com text line. He loves the Battle for 1600 podcast, and he always listens to it when he's at work on Saturday, but he needs it to drop earlier. Can we program that to drop by 8 a.m., not 11? 8 a.m. on Saturday. All right. See, we, we are here to please. So, that's what we're doing here. Right? Every day. We're just trying to make people happy. Because we pay you so much to do this, Boris. Oh, I'm getting the big bucks. <laughs> the I'm big getting bucks. the big bucks. Another business so, guy. Hey, we could do that. We could have like a co-host battle for six. That could be your 48th title this year. I think it's actually 62nd. Thank you very much. <laughs> so, my apologies. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Don't minimize my titles. Okay. All right. So serious business. Yes. Me, this is the question before we talked about Eric and our listeners. Um 39 days to go as we record this. I need your perspective as a seasoned campaign official on multiple campaigns, former special assistant. I didn't do any of that stuff, did I? Former special assistant to the president, strategic advisor to the Trump campaign, uh, deputy uh, co-chair of the Jewish Outreach, Jewish Voices for Trump, Voices for Trump uh, campaign element, and also the man who gives you every single day or every week breakfast with Boris.com. I need to ask you the death of Ruth Bader Ginsburg in a window which is long enough to hold hearings and get the next nominee confirmed because she died 45 days before the election. Ruth Bader Ginsburg herself was confirmed 42 days after her nomination. The fastest, I think, was 18 days. So it's all possible. How does this, in your projection, affect the president and his campaign, especially if we look at what happened yesterday in Kentucky? My, I'm not a political pro. You are. I'm a national security guy, now a radio guy. This is only good for the president because the left cannot control themselves. Right. Is that right? Is that, is that know, oversimplifying it? Even Megyn Kelly, who she's no huge fan of the president, tweeted out that video that I mentioned. In St. Petersburg, Florida, I believe, couples are sitting eating dinner, protesters coming, sitting at their tables, disrupting them, intimidating them. And she said, thank you for continuing to make the case for why President Trump has to, was going to be reelected. Megyn Kelly? Yeah. True. I'm, 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 I'm you paraphrasing. Know, paraphrasing, but uh, restating what she said. But that, that's, that was the point. That is with what the left is doing with this, again, o- over-exaggeration, the whining, the screaming, the screeching. Let's talk about the screeching. Let's the screeching. Talk, let's talk about the, the, the screeching and the whining and the screaming. Shad, we didn't play it yesterday. We have this cut. Is it video? No, it's video. Is it Eric? Sorry, Eric. We have a montage of yesterday's Morning Joe with a former Republican congressman called Joe Scarborough, his wife, Mika Brzezinski, daughter of a Democrat national security advisor, and I don't know who he is, but a guy called Donny Deutsch. This is just a montage. Donny Deutsch was like a thing in the 90s. As what? What was he? Like a, like a, he's a, a, a branding guru. I think he said about six shows. Bra- that, branding? He's, so what do you say about politics? He said about six shows that MSNBC, and they've all failed. Okay, well, well, this is the great branding guru and Mika and Joe, just from one morning's episode. Talk about screeching, play cut. Oh, my God. Oh, I don't know. We won't. 
Call them fascist comments. Fascist fascism. Fascist. Call fascism. Fascism. Just fascist. Fascist. Notions of fascism. Xenophobic. Racist. Demagogic. Racist. Sexist. Xenophobic. Autocratic. And fascistic. Donald Trump is a fascist. Someone like a fascist or a tyrant or an autocrat. Fascist rhetoric. Fascist language. Fascists. I'm, I'm glad that you're starting talking about fascism. Hitler. Right. Fascist rhetoric. He's talking the way fascists talk. It's autocratic. Fascist. Nazi Germany before the rise of Hitler, fascist language. To Hitler, fascist Hitler. Adolf Hitler. Hitler, Hitler, well, Hitler, 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 but Hitler. From what Adolf Hitler preached in the early 30s. Let's just say it once and for all. So you're proud of your Jewish heritage. I'm very proud You're of now co-chair with the Trump campaign for Jewish outreach. Uh, did any of your family die in the Holocaust, in the Shoah? I did, I did. We had family die in the Holocaust, we did, and... Uh, Holocaust is something that's sacred to me and my family. And so when, you, when American TV hosts talk about Hitler, 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 fascist, 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 about a man elected by 63 million Americans. About a man I know loves the Jewish people. Who you've worked for. The best friend to the state of Israel and the Jewish people we've ever had in office. Whose son-in-law is Jewish. Who's, who, whose who daughter moved, is Jewish, whose grandkids are who, Jewish. Who moved the embassy to Jerusalem right. after 26 years of presidents breaking their promise to do so twice a year. Sign, who signed an executive <laughs> order combating anti-Semitism, signed the Just Act, making it easier for victims of the Holocaust to get restitution, signed the Holocaust Education Act, giving significant funds toward education of the Holocaust. People say we've seen this before. You know, Nixon was called a Nazi, Bush and Reagan. But, I, I don't think this has ever been that bad. They're just crazy, and that's why like only twenty people watch that that you know stupid program. But Donnie George, wait, wait, wait maybe Donnie George getting a little too much sun. <laughs> His little makeup. What's going on over there, Donnie? Okay. Also, today, today, was that shirt from Baby Gap? <laughs> can we put that back up? Yeah. Can we put the, can we put Donnie George just Donnie George back up? Wait, no, we, we don't need more Donnie George. Okay, but it's they are so misguided. But a normal so human deluded. being doesn't do that, Boris. A normal human, no matter what your politics are, they a just, normal adult doesn't do that. They're spitting out talking points. That's all that is. Yeah. That's just a talking point. So some some idiot Made wrote a decision. Up fascist. Yeah. They fed it to these, and they're just like the Anchorman, you know, like the movie <laughs> Anchorman. Good, stay classy, San Diego, you know. <laughs> Ron will read whatever you put in a teleprompter. You that's know? a real Ron. That's what these are. These are just a bunch of Ron Burgundies. They've got no brain. They've got no feelings. They've got no honesty. They've got no authenticity. And you know what? I'll tell you this. What? Tell you this. He's getting serious da- now. Seriously. I've seen Donnie Deutsch around. And I've known Donnie actually a long time. And he's always been nice enough to my face. Next time I see him, I'm going to ask him. Whatever it may be. Maybe Cipriani in New York at a restaurant where I saw him a couple of months ago before COVID. The palm. The palm, maybe. Whatever it is. I'm going to say, Donnie, here I am. I'm Jewish. My family's all Jewish. Why don't you call me a fascist to my face? Oh, good for you. I'm going to do it. Good for you. I said it right now. I said it today. What day is today? Today's uh, September 24th. You've got it, guys. Time s- markets. S- time s- stamp it. I said it today. Next time I see any of these people, yeah. any of them, Ham, Scarborough, I'm not going to do it with Mika Brzezinski, you know, Fredo. Fredo, any of these people, they want to they want to say that I, as a Jewish supporter of President Our Trump, fascist. as the co-chair of Jewish Voices for Trump, as a descendant of my grandfather who fought the Nazis day in and day out, and and had more courage and more bravery in a shed of his of his fingernail than these people will ever have in their whole lives. They want to call me and my family, who are all Trump supporters, fascists. 
Well, they should do it to my face. The gauntlet has been thrown officially today. The Baron has got serious there. And you know serious. what they're going to do? Nothing. Nothing. Well, he's this and he's that. On TV, you said that President Trump and his supporters are fascists. Call me a fascist. Yeah. They weren't. They're in their basements. Talking no. of basements, what is the connection, <sighs> Boris, between Daffy Duck and the former vice president of the United States? I need oh, to know this. That's hold on. It is. <laughs> on my watch. Your lovely White my, House Brightly. My, my White Very House Brightly. Nice. It is 1312 military time. 1312. Okay. Right now, it's 112 p.m. East Coast. So, East Coast. Somewhere in deep, dark, damp Delaware right now, Joe Biden is napping. The connection is this. The connection is for about the 10th time in the last 12 days, and I'm being a little facetious here, but not too much. Joe Biden's campaign called a lid, a full lid, which means no events before 10 o'clock. Right, let, let, let's read morning. it. This is what you retweeted. We'll explain the reference to Donnie Duck. So Sam Stein, one of your favorite campaign officials, uh, no, sorry, Daily Beast journalists. Of course, it's the Daily Beast who's reporting from the Biden campaign. He tweets this out at 10 a.m. Okay, 10 a.m. Morning. People, Biden is doing debate prep. That's why he's calling lids, lids, because that's a cool phrase. Sem, it's Sem not Stein, that comp. Sam Stein's a journal, journalist, right? Ju- quote, quote, yeah, right. Read it, that one more time, please. People, 10 a.m. today. Biden is doing debate prep. How do you do that in your sleep? That's why he's calling lids. It's not that complicated. So his campaign officially, about nine something this morning, said that there will be no biden campaign events because he's not available starting at ten thirty in the morning and then you retweeted a lovely little uh, uh, gif or gif of daffy duck going to bed journalists dropping any pretense of objectivity and acting as sleepy joe biden's communications are this is joe biden's debate prep and here we have a nice little cartoon of daffy going to bed um isn't this embarrassing I mean, if, if you're running a campaign, would you even make the formal statement that you're closed for the day at 9.30 in the morning? It, it just was, looks it's bad. To, yeah, what, what they probably could do, what they should do is say, you know, here's the schedule, Joe, you know, Biden is, and, and just put debate prep on the schedule. Right. But and to say like, we're shutting off contact for the yeah. day. And then it's really embarrassing on several levels. It's so embarrassing for Sam Stein. I mean, you're supposed to be a journalist. <laughs> I get it. You know, you love you, you love the left. I get it. You're a far left lib. You know, that's okay. And God God bless you. It's a free country. It's a free country. Okay? But please, just please. You don't know that Joe Biden is doing debate prep. Even if they told you that, you don't know it. He's making excuses for the campaign. He's acting as the campaign's communications arm. By the way, Biden said that he was only going to start debate prep today. So what happened to all the other lids? Was that also the so just Sam, please? And I like Sam. Matt said before he's a nice guy. Nice guy. You're nice. so polite. Nice enough guy. Boris. Sure, nice enough guy. Just come on, man. The same thing when Ruth Bader Ginsburg passed. And I don't mean to to, to harp on Sam Stein. He tweets out, "I've been drinking wine for hours, but here are my thoughts." <laughs> Not I, a good idea. I tweeted him. Maybe I saw when, that when talking about a passing of an American icon, right? And and the Supreme Court. Maybe stay away from drinking. Or if you're drinking, stay away from tweeting. It's a bores you're no fun. I said, actually, I have a pretty good time. We've been, you know, you and I have had dinner together. We've had lunch. I'm a good, I, like to, I like to have a nice time. Just I think if you're a journalist, opining on something that's, 
that's a very sad event in the passing of Ruth Bader Ginsburg, and something that's historic, the next Supreme Court justice being nominated and confirmed, don't booze up. Stay away from the liquor. What was Roseanne's excuse? I don't know what what she had. Ambien. Don't tweet after you've taken Ambien. <laughs> just don't tweet any. No Ambien. No liquor. Just if and I, you know, I've been known to enjoy a cigar, which we did not talk about right now. Which we did we not get back. To. What we happened? We had no fifteen minute cigar intro. I've been known to enjoy a cigar just like you. I've been I've been known to enjoy single malt scotch, but you know what happened? It has been rumored. There's rumors. Rumors. But you know what happens when I'm enjoying a cigar? You scotch? don't. You put the phone. I put the, I put the Twitter away. Okay. I know. I know enough. I don't know a lot. I'm not the smartest guy on the earth. Wise okay. Man. I'm Epstein, wise not man. Einstein. But I know enough that the Twitter goes away. Speaking of, what? I had a wonderful cigar last week. See how he did that? I mean, that was smooth. What was it? Within COVID rules, I stopped by my cigar club, the Casa de Monte Cristo that I told you about on yes. 19th Street upstairs. It was a Wednesday evening, and I had one of the uh, Casa de Monte Cristo, A.J. Fernandez cigars. Okay. Who's like a master blender, and he's got gorgeous, beautiful. Really? Full-bodied? Or- Full-bodied, Churchill, and uh, and a really, really wonderful smoke. I may, have, may or may not have had a couple of drinks to go with it. But the phone was put down. The phone was put down. The, the <laughs> no, pu- tweeting. No, no tweeting. No tweeting. The public phone. Yeah, yeah sure. Because I talked to some friends, but there was no, there was, there was no tweeting. But... I will tell you, the cigar was immaculate, but that was Wednesday. I didn't have one over the weekend. You better be ready in a month's time. I'm having a little party in a cigar, private cigar location. Oh, a disclosed location? For my 50th. What, your 50th birthday's coming up? Yes. When is it? Uh, October 22nd. That's your birthday? Yeah. It's going on the schedule right now. The, I can't... the eve of the Hungarian Revolution. But it will be the following Sunday in an undisclosed, very nice. I have it right here. Good Gorka man. Birth, Gorka See, birthday. Your, 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 your sources. There you go. Sources. No flies on box. <laughs> All right. Sunday after, we are going to have cigars together. Yes. All right. Finally, we're going to have cigars. We're going to have How many? I've already, I've already bought. I'm not joking. I went to my local purveyor of my favorite cigar. I I broke my credit card. I bought 40 big, fat, 65-gauge cigars. We're going to wrap them in in beautiful little birthday ribbons. I'm going to put birthday bands on them, and everybody helps himself. That's wonderful. Stop staring at me, Shad. You'll get an invite, too, okay? We'll let you out of your cage. Shad, okay. that's for the whole time. I'm actually... Uh, <laughs> Shad, you get just a for what? Well, Just for one chicken wing. One, one yeah. buffalo wing. Okay, one <laughs> buffalo wing and a little puff of a cigar. I- I'm staring you at you. You're back from your little holiday, okay? Yeah, of course. Your one-day holiday. Of course. So we're doing this on a Sunday. Hang on, hang on, hang on. He's talking to us. What? What is this man babbling about now? All right. Yes. We can all say everybody here is 100% sober, right? Right now, yes. yeah. Yes, okay. Then and why, have, why well, did you mix up? Famed Looney Tunes icon and famed Disney icon <gasps> Daffy and Donald Duck. You called Donald oh, Duck I Daffy knew. Duck. I had this thing in my my fi- I was like, "That's Donald Duck, right?" I did it with the. You know what it is? What it is? The Sesame Street Muppets curse. It is from last Friday. The it's, pop culture it's, icons are just it's, something. It's not working. It's just you know not what, working. You know why? I'm not watching enough cartoons. Got to get back to it. I got to get back to cartoons. I got a DVD of the original G-Force cartoon movie yesterday, so I'll be doing a little bit of manga, Japanese, sci-fi at the weekend, but i got to get back to my Ducky Daffy distinctions. <sighs> thank you. Thank you. How? We will allow you out of the cage for an extra 30 minutes. 
Mm, extra 15 minutes. 50. I, that was a little much. Was, I, I was, I was, you got too nice. Out. You got I too like, nice. I went all Boris. I went all nice. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Talking of debate prep. Oh. oh, you must know this, but I have to check. Do you know <laughs> who is playing? This is, this is the most hilarious news I've had this week. It's really quite amusing. Who is pretending to be Vice Pe- President Pence for Kamala Harris's debate prep? Tommy. I know something Boris doesn't know about politics. That's impossible. He doesn't know. I don't know. Have a guess. I'll give you three guesses. Three guesses. Who is playing Vice President Mike Pence, one of the most upright, serious politicians in American oh, history? I did see this. You did? I knew you'd seen it. Ron Klain? No. One of the most serious politicians. Who's their biggest <laughs> joke? <laughs> Um, smallest joke. The smallest joke. Bloomberg. Close. Last guess. Last guess. Close. Smallest. Who's tiny? Who's really small? Um, you'll get it if you think long enough. You'll get on. it. Okay. Well, I don't want to be uh, boring the listeners here. Okay, let's go through. Is it a politician? Yes. Is it an elected official? Yes. Governor? No. Senator? No. Congressman? I'm going to give it away. No. Um, a federal official or state official? It's a fun Neither. Game. Neither federal nor state. You've got to get it now. Who's a small? Should who I put him out of his misery? Yes, go on. Boot Edge. Oh! Edge. <laughs> <laughs> Boot Edge Edge will be Vice I President saw- Pence. Is that not the funniest thing? What? How'd they come up with that? <laughs> Just because I guess they're the both. Last, the last one who was prepared to do it. I don't know. Is it because they're both from Indiana, I guess? It's just, I, it's just isn't that so funny? Oh, Because that would be a really good prep for Kamala. Oh, I'm sure. <laughs> you know what? I'm going to say this right here. The, the Biden-Harris campaign <laughs> continues to impress me. Have you seen the new bumper stickers? Were there? No. Harris-Biden. <laughs> it's Harris-Biden. Is that true? <laughs> no, it's a meme. It's a good meme. It's a good meme. I saw that. Yeah. The the Harris Biden Biden Harris Harris Biden Biden Harris campaign <laughs> continues to absolutely astound and to impress and me amuse, and amuse and, and amuse and no but I'm so impressed with just how stellar <laughs> how stellar and amazing you and have stro- to laugh I mean they are just so strong who came up it's Mayor Pete I mean they, you can't stop her now Mayor Pete will prepare her that's it. Mayor Pete is the president on, is toast the vice president is toast uh, uh, just give up now go back to Wall Street. Baron, just hang up your spurs. Get but, out the single malt, get out the cigars, <laughs> and put your phone away. Uh, I, I don't know, man. I, I, I wonder, was that, do you think, was that a General O'Malley decision? Was that a, who decided that that was a good idea? Was who's, that a, running, who's running Kamala's campaign? Well, she doesn't have, she shouldn't have a separate one. I mean, the campaign manager is staff. Jennifer O'Malley, Dylan, and then you've got. Oh, I hear that. Um, what's his face is very influential with the uh, oh, Biden's campaign. Um, Blinken, who? Tony Blinken. Remember Blinken? That guy? Yeah. yeah. Well, maybe not on the payroll. The, Democ- the Democrats, as ever, have a bunch <laughs> of that. who? That guy. <laughs> uh, that, the, that kind of tells you everything, doesn't it? The Democrats, as ever, have a bunch of total in quotes stars. I mean, let's not forget Robbie Mook. What did, from you, what did you call the, the DNC? Dumpster Ro- fire? Roll out the loser. Re- what would you call roll it? out the, the losers. Roll out the it was losers. the loser night. Yeah. That was loser night. We had John Kerry, Hillary Clinton. They had the losers. Surprised Howard Dean didn't make it. So, 
the, the Democrat operative, you know, it's usually there's this thing about operatives. People in politics don't hit other operatives, okay? You just got to stay away from it. Yeah. Except bars. Well, except that this election, come on, man. What are they, these guys, where do they find these people? I mean, Kate Bedingfield, terrible, terrible spokeswoman for Biden. Jennifer Malley Dillon, what is she thinking? What about that guy who who was asked whether, by by Brett Bed, is he using a teleprompter? T.J. Ducklow, I think. Ducklow. Ducklow. And he said, I'm not going to respond to... Um, what did he say? Fox News talking no, point? No, he said... Or GLP... T.J. Ducklow yes. said that Brett Baer is a shill... He said for, that? For, ...for Republicans and Donald Trump. Maybe where Ducklow was in some... And by the way, Ducklow is also an AEPI brother just like I am. So I guess we're the same fraternity. My, some of the guys in the fraternity said, oh, you look at you guys both. Okay, first of all, okay. <laughs> Please, Let's keep you. it real, all right. right? Okay. One of us, though. One of us. One of us no, actually in politics. One of us in politics. The other one is just playing games that can't even, can't even get his mind right on TV. This guy, Ducklow, goes on Brett Baer on Fox News. First of all, I don't know how that booking happened. Second of all, <laughs> maybe wherever he was, he didn't see who he was talking to. But this is Brett Baer, okay? Yeah. Brett Baer, who's not exact. Oh, look. Brett Baer, you, you can put him in two boxes. Straight shooter, not exactly a fan of the president. Correct. To, to, you know, the Venn diagram is decent journalist, not exactly MAGA. Right. And he's going to be Would called you, what? I think he said he was a shill. <laughs> for, 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 the pres- for the GOP and President Trump. Is, if anybody has been in politics, forget for years, forget for months, <laughs> forget for weeks, for days. And they, and, and, and they know anything about anything. They know that Brett Baer is not a shill for Republicans. Yeah. Okay. But when well, you're a Democrat operative and you get that job on the uh, on the presidential campaign, I mean Andrew Bates is another one. I mean these guys are tweeting the um, I think it was the head of one of their social media gurus was was tweeted out a tweeted out a video of of Joe Biden completely refusing to engage with the American public, refusing to uh, you know, to to disclaim and disdain. The hateful, hateful narratives in his own party, and said, "This is just wonderful to see." I mean, some of these operatives so on the me, left are look. so bad that they are amplifying the horrific gaffes of Joe Biden. So, dumpster fire. I'm going to describe you. I'm going to do an elevator pitch on the Baron. Okay. okay. So, by the way, you are listening to the Battle for 1600 podcast. The audio drops every Thursday. Yes. The video on YouTube every Saturday. Now, early 8 a.m. for our buddies who have to listen to it when they go to work. Please subscribe to both. Write a little review on the podcast app you're using. Subscribe and hit the notifications bell twice on YouTube to the podcast and to our show, America First, where, where the Baron appears every week live. And don't forget to follow him. I am the Baron. Boris E.P., breakfastwithboris.com, former special assistant to the president, also strategic advisor to the Trump campaign and co-chair of the Jewish Voices for Trump. Did I get that right? Co-chair, yes, you did. Right. He's checking Strong. me. He's fact-checking. Strong My co-host. Let me double-check. Yes. <laughs> and also I, Sebastian Gorka. Seb Gorka on Twitter, S-E-B-G-O-R-K-A, also on Facebook, on Instagram, and the web page is... S-E-B-G-O-R-K-A, SebGorka.com. So here is um, the Baron. This is who the Baron is. If this is the first time for you to tune in, join us every week. The Baron is a political beast 
who is melded with a an amateur historian mm. of renown. 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 With a just fabulous story of immigrant patriotism. Do you like that? I thought that was wonderful. Was that nice? That was okay, wonderful. We'll get you a new business card with, with a fold-out for yeah. three angles. Renown. Renown. Um, with that perspective, because you've got the history thing and you've got the politics thing, here's my question. As just, you know, let's put myself here as an observer for a second. Yes, the Democrat Party has gone extreme. Yes, the radicals have taken over. But there's no eighth-dimensional Star Trek chess game that they want to lose the election. Of course they want to win. So where are, or what has happened, to the people like Boris on the other side? Where, where are the rational political professionals? Because all I see are wacky crazies and kids who have no idea what they're doing. Right. Ha- has everybody else just disappeared or retired or given up? What's, what's your sense? Well, here's a name that so comes to mind. To me, Paul Begala comes yeah. to mind. Right? Paul Begala, uh, a Catholic, Georgetown, you know, somebody who's been involved with Georgetown, my alma mater. Somebody who's you know, a pragmatist, right? Yeah. Not a crazy. That's not, a crazy. Not, not a crazy. Where is he? Well, he's Where's, just doing media hits. That's he's it. doing media For hits. himself. He's, he's out there. He's got a business. He doesn't want to get involved. But why? He doesn't want to get involved. Where because, have these people gone? Because Well, most of them are try, out there trying to make money, right? And then they just don't really want to deal with this. They don't want to deal with the mess, I think, that today's Democrat Because they've is. seen what it's turned into. Right. And, and you know, there's also been, and deservedly so partially, this big pushback and, uh, and, and really alerting against the Clinton years. Yeah. And most people who have been around... Democrat politics for a long time. It's not like they're Dukakis people, right? right? Most of them are Clinton people. Now, this is interesting. Did you watch the... I'm going to admit this now on my own podcast that I co-host. I watched the Clinton documentary, the miniseries, okay? I watched it. Okay, my wife goes to bed super early. I'm up till about two or three, so I decided to watch it. And it was really fly on the wall. I mean, it was at least, you know, nine months of the campaign following her around. You saw her arrogance. You saw her indiscretion. Oh, oh, the Hillary Clinton one. Yeah. I thought you were about the Bill Clinton no. president's one. No, I didn't watch that one. I didn't watch no, the Hillary I watched Clinton. all four <laughs> episodes for my sins. <laughs> and you know what's fascinating? I mean, it was a real kind of insight into how deeply flawed and bitter that woman is, even before she lost. But for almost every inside fly-on-the-wall footage, she was surrounded by kids, Boris. There were very few people of her age advising her. Could that be part of the problem? Well, her age, with respect. No, 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 that's fair. That's a fair comment. You know, you generally would not have a campaign staffer. No, but I'm talking about even the advisors when they're having the murder boards, they're sitting down, they're they're prepping for a debate. They're they're kids there usually, which is weird. Or or people under the age of 45. Yeah, it's, well, politics, politics is a younger person's game. The problem with Hillary Clinton uh, and her staff was, frankly, I mean, I don't know what she was thinking, choosing Robbie. And Robbie is probably a nice enough guy. Choosing right, Robbie, Robbie, Robbie is a campaign manager. Why not go to Paul Begala, right? Why not go to somebody who is seasoned? Even Jennifer Palmieri, the comms director, seems to have been more seasoned than Robbie Mook was, right. right? But that's just not the way she did it. Now, she had John Podesta as the chairman of the campaign, and I, I, seemingly he was the one running it. 
But they all ran it in, into the ground. You know, the problem with Democrats is not just that they have the staff work is, is bad, but the, there's just a lack of understanding of America. Yes. There's a lack of understanding of, right. of anything that's beyond a very small bubble of these idiots that you showed cuts off yeah. talking. You know, It's become a, a party of the elite. Yeah. It's an echo chamber of, oh, he's the worst. Oh, is he the worst? Oh, he's the worst. Uh, you know, it's about the president. <laughs> that's all they think of. And they think everybody believes that. I mean, maybe they don't turn on the TV and they see the huge, the huge crowds gathered for the but president. They don't, now. they don't understand how a a, a Chrysler worker, right, who's been a Democrat right. all his life, right. is now voting for the president. Correct. They have no idea. They do not understand, nor do they want to understand how Americans really, truly think. They don't want to understand how Americans truly feel in their gut about this country, about our leadership. And it goes back to, you know, I mentioned earlier about this thing with Vladimir Lenin and his dying wish. And then, but really, it, it permeates the, the left today, this sort of string of socialism and communism. It permeates, and, and it's a feeling, they have a feeling of we know better. Yeah. The Democrats have a feeling of we know better. Just like Lenin and the communists thought that they knew better than the workers and the. But this isn't you just know, arrogance, Boris. Let, let me jump in. This isn't just arrogance. It's much more dangerous than, than arrogance. Because it's, it's not just arrogance. It's, if you look at the last four years, it's, it feeds into their concept or their attitude that not only are you stupid, because you're stupid and you didn't choose the candidate we worked for, we're not going to recognize the results of the election. Because we're having all this discussion now about, uh, you know, the president's not going to recognize the results if he loses. Right. Boris, for the last four years, the Democrats didn't recognize the, the will of the people. Absolutely not. Absolutely and that's, not. And that's, that's, that's lethal for the, the republic. The Democrats not only did not rec- rec- have not recognized it, they have tried to spread rumor after rumor after rumor uh, and they've gone after the president and people, including me, and they've claimed that we are somehow anti-American. Again, this all goes back to dirty, disdainful, far-left approach, policies, playbook. That's what they're doing. You don't you lo- you lose. You don't admit to a loss. You just try to assassinate the character. It's Alinsky. It's the politics of political assassination. It's what it is. It's the it's the far left playbook. Yeah. Character assassination. Character assassination, yeah. Yeah. and and trying to debase and weaken the American system to gain power. That's what the left wants to do. You look at BLM. You look at Antifa. You look at what they're trying to do. You look what, uh, at, at the actions of trying to prevent a Supreme Court justice from being nominated. That is absolutely targeted at weakening the American political system. Because the political system as is gives voice to the people of Pennsylvania. Outside gives the people outside of LA, to the people, New York, exactly. and Boston. Gives voice to people in Michigan. Gives voice to Iowa, Montana, Nevada. You go across the country. Ohio, Pennsylvania, North Carolina, I already said it, Arizona. That's the Ameri- that's the beauty of the American political system. But the way the, the way the left wants it is that just some people sitting somewhere in Brooklyn, okay, not the not the cool Brooklyn, Chappaqua, Chappaqua, or you know Cabo Hill, or wherever it is, you know, not Bensonhurst, Brighton Beach, <laughs> Sheepshead Bay, Manhattan Beach, not not you know the people that I grew up around that that, that you've come to know. But the fancy people living with our fancy backyards, 
and uh, in the gentrified neighborhoods. The Chardonnay sippers. That's, that's who they think should decide the future of America. Well, you exactly. know what? That's never going to happen. Because America at its base, America at its core, is opportunistic. It's strong. It's determined. And it is going to bowl over all these losers. All these losers <laughs> who are bitching and whining and moaning on TV. And I want to say one thing. Since we brought up New York. I had the pleasure of seeing my good friend Andrew Giuliani yesterday. We've seen some of the stories out there, and I'm going to go on the record right now that I really hope and wish that Andrew runs for mayor of New York in 2021 and wins the mayoral race. Wow. That's uh, a And I'll news, do everything I can. A little news there. That's or, been, no, it's been in the news. He's, he's, he's on record that he's been, that, that, that's something that's been in the discussion and that there's a potential run there. Okay. That, that's been in the news. But I'm right here on the record that if that happens, if my friend Andrew Giuliani were to run, I will do everything I can possible to make him the next mayor of New See, York. See, we haven't even won the election, God willing, and he's already planning his future. That's the man. That's the baron. That's Boris. Follow him on Twitter, Boris EP. I'm Sebastian Gorka. Seb Gorka on Twitter. That's already three quarters of an hour, Boris. It's Could nuts. you believe that? No. Well, Last put, message. Last message is... To the listeners and viewers. The message of hope. We are in a hopeful time. I do want, even before I go to that, I want to again express my condolences to the family of Justice Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Um, you know, there's a, I always have a sadness when an icon passes um, of, the, of the right or the left, somebody that I grew up around and hearing. It just means that generations are passing, and there's, there's a sadness to that. And in the end, you know, the, the hateful people on the left who are marching and saying her name, they didn't know this person. It's, this is someone's mother, grandmother. You know, this, this is somebody that people, who people are going to miss. So um, God rest her soul, and I want to send, uh, send my condolences. And, be, so the, and full stop there. I want to wish Americans hope. I want to leave them after they listen to this podcast with optimism. The, the, the polls are moving toward President Trump. President Trump is gaining on the sad, pathetic Joe Biden, and he's now at about 50%, I think, for like nine straight days on Rasmussen. President Trump is winning this race. Joe Biden is losing this race. And when you and I talk next, it'll be after that first debate next week. And you better believe that Joe Biden, whether he's got some secret teleprompter or not, is going to get taken to the woodshed. Okay? <laughs> so, Joe... Take you, that to the bank. You better... They better they better pump whatever it is they pump into your ass a couple times, as the president said. Okay? They a couple of those shots, and you go and have a good time, because President Trump is going to crush you in that debate next week. Okay. You should have seen the... Twi- if you're not watching on YouTube, you should have seen the twinkle in his eye when he talked about where the polls are right now. Uh, that's because of you guys... Thank you for being loyal supporters, not only of this podcast, but of the president and the MAGA agenda. Yes. Text MAGA to 88022. Go to vote.donaldjtrump.com. Support the president. Get registered to vote. Tell all your friends. Knock on doors. Let's win this thing on November 3rd. Uh, People always say I do it too quickly when I do stuff like that. One more time. Text MAGA, M-A-G-A, to 88022. Go to vote.donaldjtrump.com. Support the president. Let's win this thing big on November 3rd. God bless. Thank you, Boris. I'm Sebastian Gorka. You've been listening to The Battle for 1600.